Welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast, coming to you from the Shadow College of Business at Georgia Tech. I'm your host, Leo Haig. I'm a first year MBA student at Georgia Tech. And for us first years at Shadow, we are now right on the cusp of completing our first term in the programme, which seems crazy to say, as it seems like only yesterday we were sitting down for our first day of orientation. But whether we can believe it or not, we are nearly a quarter of the way through our MBA experience now. So I wanted to bring in a couple of my classmates to reflect on what I think has been a really fantastic semester and hear more about their experiences of what it is like to move to a new city and go back to school after several years working out there in the real world. So today I'm joined by Paroma Chakravarti, a Cornell alum who came to Atlanta from DC and was a green building consultant before starting her MBA, and Thomas Lanzett, a Charlotte, North Carolina native, a University of South Carolina alum, and before coming to Georgia Tech, worked for six years in financial services. So Paroma and Thomas, before we kick off and reflect on our first semester together, it would be great if you could share a little bit more about your background, how you got to Shella, and what inspired you to do an MBA. Great, thanks Leo. I am so excited to be here. I can't believe it's December. Really, just what brought me here, I was a green building consultant, as Leo mentioned, and I really love sustainability. It's my passion. It's what the thing I care the most about. And I really wanted to see sustainability in a different context. What does it mean in a different industry? And then during the pandemic, realized how important supply chains and dealing with disruptions were. And so I really wanted to study supply chain management. Where else better to do that than at Scheller? Back in March 2020, right before everything shut down, I had the opportunity to come and sit in on a lecture, and I fell in love. That's really how I ended up here and why I'm kind of pivoting into supply chain. Awesome stuff. Well, thanks, Leo, so much for having me. Uh, this is Thomas. So what brought me to Scheller was I spent six years working in financial services. I had a, a wonderful experience, learned so much, was very successful. But when I was kind of evaluating, especially during the pandemic, like Paroma said, right, the pandemic was a great time for everyone to kind of take stock and evaluate where they were in their life. And I was looking at my career and I knew I wanted to always get an MBA, but the pandemic kind of gave me that motivation that I needed to, to actually pursue this goal. And I wanted to advance my career because I felt like I was lacking the education, the experience and the exposure I wanted to get to where I want to be in my future career. And so what attracted me to Georgia Tech was there was a really strong caliber of the Career Center. We have amazing resources, which I'm sure we're going to get into today, as well as our awesome innovative business curriculum, which we just got through. How exciting is that? And then awesome, our cohort here is super inclusive, and we have some really wonderful students, and uh, it's really great to be part of this program. Well, thank you very much, guys, for giving up some of your time just before the small matter of finals uh, over the next week or so, but probably less about that and, and more on congratulations on making it through the first semester. And I thought it would be really good for us to do this podcast because I think if there's one thing that you get told right before you start an MBA is that the first semester is very intense. And you know, now being one semester down, I think it is very true to say there are many things you have to juggle, You know, whether that's your class assignments, whether it's looking for internships or for many of us, for us three, certainly, you know, the fact that you're moving to a new city. Um, but I think it's something that our class and, and classes before us, to be honest, have, have all handled incredibly well. But you don't necessarily always hear that side of the story. So I think it's really important for us to talk about what goes 
goes into that and, and how you, you made that adjustment and, and hit the ground running in your first semester. And so I thought, you know, that's where we should start, really, the small matter of being back in school and handling that workload, as the core semester is typically going to be the most credits you'll take in one semester out of the four that you'll do as part of a two-year full MBA programme. So it does require a bit of planning and thought and a bit of adjustment. We've all made it through. But Paroma, I was wondering if you could set the scene for us about, you know, what we get taught in our course semester what what the kind of rhythm of that's like and you know what it's been like for you coming back to school after working a very demanding job for the last few years yeah absolutely so core semester it's split into halves and the whole goal is to bring everyone traditional and non-traditional students up to a foundation of business so we think take things like finance, accounting, marketing, organizational behavior, and we also work on our presentation skills. Everybody has to do that. So it's just making sure that all of us are speaking the same language when we go into our electives. As far as the, you also asked about the transition of becoming a student again. It's both restricting and really freeing because now I get to show up every day and learn something new and it's different and something I've never been exposed to, but also I have homework and group projects that eat up my weekends and my evenings, so a little bit different than having a full-time job where I could go home and watch a lot of 90 Day Fiance <laughs> eat dinner. So that's that's been an adjustment, but it's just rebalancing, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, a really good way of, of putting it because I know for me, you know, my background's in politics and you know, government affairs advisory work, so been a little bit of a shock to the system to begin with talking about accounting and mm-hmm. finance and you know data analysis and all those sorts of things but I think you do realize a lot of the time you probably know more than you think you did um, so Thomas I was going to ask you you know how you found that particularly kind of juggling between your individual work and then working in a kind of new core team that selected for you because roughly I would say I wonder if you guys agree but it's pretty much 50-50 right in terms of when we're doing assignments, half of it will be individual and half of it will be group. So how has it been kind of striking that balance and how have you found it with your team? Yeah, absolutely. So a big part of business school, like you said, is working in teams and working with people that you might not be accustomed to working with. And like you said, I think communication with your core team is key to getting your assignments done. And also not trying to, you know, see the whole forest, but kind of focus on the individual trees, especially when it comes to assignments. So our our team has this process where we have a shared drive where we can collaborate on different assignments and projects. And if someone's a little more strong in some areas, like in economics, maybe we have two of our teammates will split off and handle that. And then some of us who are more accounting and finance based will take the lead on some of those projects. But it's definitely, you know, trying to not only balance learning new people, this new environment, but also working in this new team dynamic. And unfortunately for me, I've had a wonderful core team who's really supported me through this. So you make some really great friends and connections while you're working with teams. I think it's it's probably fair to say, guys, that you're not going to be an expert in what you're learning about when you first get here in in your course semester. And I think that's one thing that I was trying to tell myself is like, well, this is the point. Like, you don't know this stuff necessarily yep. off the top of your head to begin with, but that's why you're here. But uh, I'd be interested to know, Thomas, what do you think the best kind of resource um, has been for you when you are learning something completely new and you've got a number of tight deadlines and, you know, there'll be three or four things you need to do this week? Yeah, what's been most helpful for you to kind of navigate that and make sure that you stay on track, on top? And, you know, importantly, are learning things that you're now going to apply when you go on do internships and full-time roles after this? No, that's a really great question, Leo. So I think, you know, time management obviously is crucial, but as far as learning some new topics that you might not be so familiar with, 
I think getting that foundational knowledge is, is super important. And the classes do, like Paroma said, we start off at that foundational level, but they move quick. So I think the best way for you to stay on top of things is to attend office hours. So our faculty are really generous with their time and they understand that some of us are coming from non-traditional business backgrounds. So it might take a little bit extra effort on your part to get up to speed. And so they're happy to answer questions, meet with you, whether it's in person, online, whatever you're comfortable with. So make sure you're you're using those resources, getting to know your professors, and then also managing your time effectively. Like I said, we've come up with a little calendar of when assignments are due, whether it's group or individual. So just making sure you're ticking things off one thing at a time, making that progress, you know, it, the semester will fly by. Yeah, I mean, it certainly has gone very quickly. I mean, that much I think we would all definitely agree on. But Prem, I wanted to talk to you a little bit as well about you know, what it's like kind of learning from classmates as well. Because I know certainly from my perspective, office hours have been a huge help. You know, if you kind of half got a concept or you're trying to work through an assignment and you're a little bit stuck, you know, I think the professors here have been hugely generous with their time and knowledge in helping you navigate through that. But I think one thing that I learned is that out of a cohort of 85 people, there's going to be always one or two who, when you work on an assignment, kind of actually do have a bit of base knowledge in that, you know, whether it's a new economics concept or you're learning a new statistical language like SQL or something like that. Someone in the class has probably done it. So have you kind of been able to reach out to some of our classmates here and, and how have they managed to help you kind of adjust and make sure that you stay on top of your assignments? Yes, absolutely. We have such an accomplished class, y'all. They have such varied and wonderful experiences. I think the biggest thing is when you learn a very fundamental concept in class, I'll give the Thomas example. In finance, we had to post every week something related to the topic we're learning. And there was a moment where we were talking about investing. I don't come from finance. Honestly, the stock market is confusing to me, and I don't really understand how to invest for retirement. After that class, much better. I posted, like, can someone walk me through all the different, like, investment paths? Like, should I move my 401k? I have two different ones from two different jobs I've had. Thomas broke everything down for me. He was my financial advisor in that moment. And it was just, like, an example of something he's done in his past and, like, did for clients. And then I get to benefit from it because he's my cohort mate. That was also interesting because it was a very fundamental thing we were learning in class, but it had such a real-world application it motivated me to learn beyond just the fundamental. I've heard that, I've done that in accounting too, because we've had managerial accountants. Kira worked for, you know, in managerial accounting and was able to teach me like, this is something we're learning in class, is how I applied it in my career. And that was motivating to actually learn it rather than just be like, ah, I don't need to know this. I do, it's important. Yeah, we are lucky to have at least two professionally trained managerial accountants. We definitely have CFAs as well. so. I think they've been very generous with their time of kind of breaking down some core concepts outside the classroom. And well, um, I think it's been certainly a whirlwind if you think about everything that we've covered um, through core, you know, all the way from the accounting and finance things that you've just been discussing, Paroma, through to operations management, through to the kind of all the different data analysis pieces that we've done. But if you guys were to pick one thing that you've learned about the semester or one course or one project, is there anything that sort of particularly stood out to you so far that you'd want people who are starting on this journey next year or in future years to know about so they can you know really savor and, and enjoy that yes absolutely i had my mind blown all the time in bradford's class leading people and organizations just because as an engineering background and then working in green building i never had the space or the background to really think about how other people think 
and how teams think and how to motivate teams to think productively. And so that class was awesome because everything was based on data and science. Everything was based on some research he'd done or his colleagues had done. So he was able to walk us through it. So when you're in that class, pay attention because it is awesome. Yeah. Business school is a lot about kind of learning the hard skills as well as kind of blending the soft skills. So I really enjoyed our leading people in orgs class. Like Paroma said, we had our professors take concepts from the business world and apply it to the classroom so we can go out there and make strong business decisions when we're in those leadership positions after our MBA program. And it's just kind of solving that leadership puzzle as far as the soft skills go. And then some hard skills I really enjoyed. Our, our financial accounting has been great to kind of understand how the different income statements, balance sheets, all the financial statements flow together. And as well as our data analytics class has been really cool to see how you can run linear regressions and, and come up with predictive models that'll help solve problems for businesses yeah i think it is a really really good mix of things that you learn you know there's 18 credits so it's it is can be a lot of work at times but i think you know we've all done a really really good job of kind of keeping on top of everything and and really making the most of it and learning all those different concepts whether it's a leadership principle or it is some kind of regression analysis that you've that you've never done before it's all like really really practical and things that you will definitely be putting into practice when you intern in the summer or you know when you go on to your full-time job so speaking of which it's probably a good time to talk about recruiting and the internship searches I think that's something that people and perhaps you know myself included if I'm being honest we're a little bit apprehensive about coming into the the MBA program but I think we've had some fantastic support from both our careers advisors but also from our fellow classmates about trying to find good matches for a summer internship you know some of us have been successful already such as Paroma which is which is great news and others I think have been doing a really good job of just kind of figuring out what they want to do and make sure that they're networking effectively to get really good information so Thomas I know that you're someone who does enjoy a, a good coffee chat with um, people external to Shella so can you talk to us a little bit about that networking aspect you know, how do you go about finding out more about companies and, and make sure that you've got one eye to the summer about your, what you want to do there and, and setting yourself up for success on the recruiting trail? Yeah, Leo, people helping people, man. It's powerful stuff. And for those who don't know what a coffee chat is, that's essentially where you invite someone to have, whether you actually physically have coffee or meet up, or you're just looking for information about what they do, where they got their job and their career. So when I'm trying to connect with folks, I'm definitely going on LinkedIn and, and looking at the Scheller MBA page or, and seeing, you know, who works at what companies I'm interested in, trying to message them that way. I really play up that I'm an MBA right now. I'm MB the MBA card is what I call it and say, hey, I saw you went to Scheller. I saw you went to GT undergrad and now you're working at XYZ company. I'd love to connect with you to, to learn more about you know product management or consulting just so I can you know pick your brain and figure out how you can be successful. And hopefully from those conversations, it's going to lead you to have more conversations with people outside of maybe your network and expand into their network. So it's, it's really important that you connect with people and continue to have these conversations, not while, only while you're in business school, but while you're also out there in, in your business and your career, because a lot of these folks I talk to say, hey, it doesn't stop at business school. It's going to just keep continuing to keep growing that network and, and making those meaningful connections. Yeah, for sure. You know, I would definitely agree. It's probably something that I didn't do enough of before coming to Georgia Tech because it can be a little bit daunting kind of reaching out to people that you've never met before. But once you've done it two or three times, you, you find it probably does come quite naturally. And people, you know, can be 
very pleasantly surprising in that they're actually really happy to give up their time. And yeah, particularly if they are a Georgia Tech or in, yeah, specifically a Sheller alum, then most people can you know, cast their mind back, put themselves in your shoes and think, oh, well, it was really valuable to hear from this company that I thought I wanted to work for. And, you know, it may or may not turn out that you do after you've chatted, but you can always get some really fantastic advice. So I've been really pleasantly surprised with how generous, you know, the, the Sheller alumni network is with their time. And they're a massive positive resource for us MBA candidates here at Georgia Tech. Another very fantastic resource that we have available to us as well is career services. And we are really lucky here at Georgia Tech to have one of the best career services teams in the country, you know, consistently ranked in the top 10 or top five in the US. And it's something that I've been really grateful to lean on over the past few weeks. And Thomas, how have you found working with career services? You know, how often do you meet with your advisor and and kind of what resources uh, do they offer? Yeah. So like you mentioned, the career services was a big selling point for me to come to Scheller because I felt like I I had someone on my side who was ready to walk me through the process of not only navigating my MBA, but navigating my career while I'm here and and when I graduate. So our recruitment team is made up of a lot of people who had wonderful business careers before they decided to come back into academia and help with the recruiting side of things. So they've been on the other side of HR and know how to coach you up and get you really prepared for those interviews. And two, they're really passionate about helping you accomplish your goals. They're not going to try to push you in one certain direction or another. They may nudge you just based if you're not really sure. But they're definitely willing and able to help get you the resources you need to help find that career you're aspiring to get into. And then lastly, they just generally care about you as a person. I meet with my career advisor maybe every two, three weeks. If I have an interview like like I do this week, it's going to be a little bit more often just so I can get those extra reps in and that practice. But we have uh, fantastic resources. All the, our career advisors are, are knowledgeable and helpful. And it's just, it's so wonderful to have that in your back pocket, knowing that, hey, I can not only accomplish the academics, but the the career side's gonna help me get me over the edge as well with our Career Center. Yeah, I think it's certainly been really reassuring to have you know, an advisor that's dedicated to me that only really works with a very small handful of other students here at Georgia Tech. And you know, being a slightly smaller program, I think we really benefit from that. You've got an advisor who knows very much what your career goals are and is really invested in, in you achieving those and, and guiding you on that path. I think, you know, you've touched there on two really important issues that they help us with, Thomas. It's on the one hand, it's helping you with that network, making sure that they're plugging you in with the right people and recruiters at different companies and, and allowing you to make those connections and go build on them. But one thing that I have found really valuable is if you have an interview, is sit down with your careers advisor before, send them the job description, make sure that you're talking to them about that and they will give you a mock interview, which can always be a little bit awkward and a little bit daunting, but really, really does hold you in good stead when you are sat there in front of the hiring manager or recruiter and, and doing it for real. Um, but Paroma, you've done fantastically well um, this semester and we are all really, really pleased for you because you already know where you're going to be this summer. And I won't spoil the surprise and steal your thunder by announcing where that is, but it would be great to hear about you know, your recruiting experience and how you managed to secure an internship and, and things that you learn. And you know, how do you hit the ground running so quickly? Oh my goodness, Leo, thank you for the buildup. I'm going to be an intern at E&J Gallo Winery in California in their supply chain group. When you say hit the ground running, I think it's important to remember, I think the most important thing you can be as an MBA student is curious. So I came into this knowing, you know, supply chain fascinated me, sustainability was my passion. Where did those two meet? I don't really know. I did a little bit of my own research, but Kevin, my career advisor, shout out to him because he sat with me 
and kind of walked through all the different possibilities, like all the different companies that recruited here, what the job functions were, what the day-to-day could look like. And that man spent a lot of time (laughs) talking me through that. So thank you for him. But that really made me confident when we went to National Black to know the different companies that I potentially wanted to talk to and what that could, what those internships could look like. And then, you know, I interviewed with Gallo at National Black and then I had a final round with them. And then when I got the offer letter, I had a little bit of time, so I just made an appointment with Kevin to literally talk through the offer. I've never done that with anyone before. My other jobs, I kind of just was a solo decision because it's kind of awkward to show some of your offer letter and be like, can you help me decide? But that's exactly what Kevin and I did. And once again, we went through all the other possibilities because when you decide this early, there is an opportunity cost of missing out on the rest of recruiting season, which, I mean, consulting is now, right? But a lot of interviews will happen in January, February, March. So if I signed by the end of October, that meant I couldn't do all that. And so I really needed to be confident in my decision. And he gave me parameters of like, to feel confident that I hadn't even thought about. And that was huge. So I had no doubt when I was signing, and now I'm like really excited. Like really, I've never worked in alcohol and beverage. I've never worked with wine. I took one wines class, and so I pretend I'm a wines expert, (laughs) but I'm not. You will be. (laughs) I hope so. But no, I'm just really excited to live in a different part of the country that I've never lived in before, in a new industry, and also I've spoken to everyone on that team, and I'm so excited to work with them, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is a fantastic opportunity. So congratulations again, Prem. And I know you'll have an amazing experience out in California. And hopefully you might get a weekend or something for us to come visit you. And, Please you know, you come can, visit. You can, yeah, you can, you can educate us on, on all the things you've learned about wine while you've been there. And I think we'd, we'd probably enjoy that for a, for a weekend and, yes. a, and, and a break from our own internships. But I love that. I think you, you know, made a very, very good point there as well that some people do get offers very early as part of their core semester. You know, you might be done and dusted by October, but for most people, it's probably going to take a little bit longer than that. And and patience is really key. You know, it's not who can get an internship offer the quickest. It's mm-hmm. when can you get the right offer that's something that you know that you're passionate about and that you're going to enjoy and is going to help you know, push your career on to the next level. So the people who are looking at consulting, their recruitment process probably hasn't even really started yet. The earliest that they will be interviewing is January and that will run and run and run. But, you know, there are people who will still be doing their recruitment in March and April and career services will be the first people to tell them that, you know, relax, you're going to get something great. You're going to get something that's right for you and they will absolutely help you identify that and, and make sure that you stay focused on securing something that, you know, you can be excited as you are now, Prima, and making sure that, that that's what you achieve. I did want to touch a little bit more on National Black though, as, as that was kind of, you know, where you managed to first meet Ian Jay Gallo and, and start, you know, talking to them and, and really kind of getting interested in them as a company and, and securing the role because it is a big moment on the recruiting calendar you know some people get offers from there others don't but I think it is a really worthwhile experience because there are so many great companies who recruit from there so it'd be great to hear a little bit about you know your experience there and how you prepared for it and if you kind of you know how to do any game planning before or things like that to make sure that you made the most out of those few days that we had in Chicago. Yes, there is definitely a lot of planning. I mean, Career Services had a whole workshop of prepping us for the fair, which I was so thankful for because that got me in the headspace for recruiting because this was back in September, right? Yeah, mid-September. Mid-September. So we were fresh 
students <laughs> coming off of full time. So I just wasn't in the job search mode yet, but then that workshop got us into it. So there were two approaches I took. Any line I stood in for my goal companies, I talked to the other students in line because these students are your potential coworkers. So it's probably a good idea to get a feel for if you could work with their personalities, if their interests and their values aligned with yours. Because I personally am a very value-driven person. So if the company had mission statements aligned with things I believe in, I was even more excited about them. And so standing in line, first of all, I made some friends like in other business schools, which is always fun. And then it made me understand the culture of what the company would be recruiting for as well. The second thing is talk to companies not on your pre-planned list. I think we had a weird year where there were companies there, but there were not as many as there would be in a regular kind of not coming out of pandemic year. So I had the opportunity and the time to talk to other companies and understand you know, I'm not necessarily super interested in consulting, but I talked to a supply chain consulting firm. And that was like, oh, this is kind of interesting, an industry that I hadn't considered. But again, the culture aligned with me. I really enjoyed everyone else in line. I enjoyed the recruiters. Like now they're on my list. It was a good lesson and maybe don't have blinders on when you're recruiting. There could be opportunities that you miss if you're not, you know, curious. It's also a good way to spend more time with your new classmates as well. It's a very good yes. like bonding experience when you're there. You know, it, it was in Chicago this year. It's been in other cities previously. It, it tours the country, but it is a, a fantastic way to you know get to know your classmates a little bit better. You know, we, as you said, it was pretty early in the semester. I think we were kind of three or four weeks in, so it's a very good way to get to know people better as well outside of the program. Which is what I now wanted to talk a little bit more about because you know we've we've talked about class we've talked about recruiting but great thing about doing an MBA is despite you know those kind of time commitments that you have there there is time to enjoy yourself as well and I think we do a great job here at Georgia Tech with our class about you know, scheduling really fun socials and, and things outside of the classroom so Thomas you know can you give us a little bit of an insight into that and what, what it looks like kind of socializing with your classmates just beyond school and beyond recruiting? Yeah, absolutely. So you got to remember, this is a, a two-year program, and while you're going to be busy with recruiting, you're going to be busy with school, you're also, you also have a personal life to maintain, and the school does a fantastic job of putting together programs that are, are fun and engaging ways for you to network and get to know your classmates better and just you know build those really strong relationships with that you're going to carry on for years and years post your, your MBA experience. We have a lot of really great activities to get to know each other every Thursday. We have some sort of networking social where we go out and, you know, we throw darts or we play pool. What was the the, the fouling event? We, like it was like football play? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. So these activities are a great way to get to know your classmates. We did an escape room as well. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday during football season, we have we have tailgating. So we have a specific Scheller MBA tailgating section on the Fifth Street Bridge, which is a lot of fun. And so for folks who maybe didn't go to a, a big undergrad football school, it's it's a great way for them to like Paroma <laughs> to experience um, football season. And then you know we have a, like we've mentioned this whole podcast that we have students who have really interesting and unique backgrounds, and so we have hobby nights where folks can showcase some of their really unique aspects of, of their background. So I think I'm going to brew kombucha next week. I mean, I enjoy to drink it, but I've never made it, so I don't know how I feel. You know, it's like one of those things how the sausage gets made. We'll see how it goes, but just uh, yeah, it's a great way to to meet your classmates, to bond, and just you know remember to have fun because this experience should be fun. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And when you're mentioning tailgates there, Thomas, as someone who 
went to undergrad in the UK it's certainly been a, a unique and enjoyable experience to me so I didn't have that in my undergrad experience so I've been sure to get to all the Georgia Tech tailgates certainly make the most of that but you know speaking of moving from the UK over to the US you know lots of us here are moving to a new city for the first time and you know I know that's the case for you Thomas and, and also for you Paroma so Paroma you know how have you found it in Atlanta you know moving to a new city bunch of new classmates have you enjoyed the vibe down here? So this is actually my old city. I grew up 20 minutes north of Georgia Tech, and I graduated from Shanley High School, shout out, in 2012. But the city has changed so much in the nine years, I guess, since I graduated that I am a little overwhelmed. Like, just as, I mean, it's not a big a transition as UK to the U.S., but still a change, living in D.C., coming down here. Trying to navigate without a car down here has been different. I am so thankful for how friendly and open our cohort is because I think this transition would be pretty lonely if y'all weren't so open. And it's also, I feel very okay talking about my mental health with my cohort and classmates, and it's just been, that's made it even better to be like, y'all, I'm struggling this week. I cannot find where to go to the dentist. Does anyone have any suggestions? Like those small things you don't anticipate having issues with, but then can really be frustrating when you start having issues with them. Those are alleviated when you can just crowdsource information. So that's been good and bad in the transition. Yeah, I think we're definitely a good mix here of Georgia Tech of locals who know the city well, know good mm-hmm. spots to you know take you out to, but also people who you know are moving here for the first time and then want to go try new things which mm-hmm. has been great and you know Thomas as someone who is you know moved down from Charlotte to come to Georgia Tech what have you particularly enjoyed about being in Atlanta? Yeah Atlanta is definitely a, a big city in at least this part of the country from people from the northeast they might not think Atlanta is, is that big but Atlanta is really unique it's got all these different like pockets of uniqueness so I think you know, whether you're moving, you know, four hours down the road like I did or coming halfway around the world, you're going to find a piece of home in Atlanta, right? We have we have green spaces. We have wonderful public transportation. We have phenomenal sports teams. So I just have really enjoyed getting to know the different parts of the city with my classmates, whether it's through organized events or, or going out and doing different things on my own. Atlanta's got a lot of really unique aspects to it. And I think if you're moving here for the first time or coming here for the first time, you're going to find something that you really enjoy and, and make you want to stick around probably after you graduate. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree. I think there's someone who, not from the US before, but certainly I'm used to living in a big city. You know, I lived in London for eight years. I think it's actually like a really good size to be a student here. You know, it's not so big like London or New York that you get a little bit overwhelmed as a student, but it's also like big enough to be very, very diverse and have something for everyone. And I think the the climate in particular is something that I've enjoyed. It is nice to be able to eat and drink and walk outdoors beyond the kind of the end of September. So that's certainly something that I've been making the most of. Definitely. I mean, people give the traffic a hard time, but like depending on where you live, you're not going to deal with too much traffic. Yeah, I think a lot of us, you know, live in the Midtown area as well, which is uh, definitely makes life easier. But, you know, we do have people who've got families or just kind of want a bit more kind of green, um, open outdoor space and and then they commute in. So I've not been aware of anyone having particular troubles getting in. I think it's all pretty manageable. So, uh, yeah, I think 
the location of Georgia Tech is a massive selling point. You know, you're right in the middle of Midtown. There's fantastic companies around you to go network with, but also there's so much kind of things that you can do in your free time and and make sure that you really get the most out of that two years. Like you said, Thomas, it, it is something that goes pretty quickly. I think it's something that we're definitely experiencing now. So you want to be in a location that you know that you're going to enjoy and, and really get the most out of your time while you're having a bit of a break from your career for a couple of years. So, guys, well, thank you very much um, for doing this. And, and before we break off, I kind of wanted to ask you a couple of final questions. The first one, you know, more backwards looking, which is now that we are three months in, can you believe? Oh um, I know. What really has stood out to you for this you know, semester? What have you enjoyed kind of doing the most? Is there a, yeah, it might be a class, it might have been a social activity, but if you're looking back, what would you say your best memory is? Is, is Cyprus okay to say? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good choice. <laughs> I've never had like such a local gathering spot with a group of friends before to know that any, and I live across from it, so that might be a lot of bias, but just knowing that if I, hey, I am a little burnt out this week and I just need to like hang out with my classmates. If I go to Cyprus, more often than not, there's someone there to hang out with. And it's been a really great center spot for us. It certainly has. And I think as someone who is yeah, a bit more used to a kind of pub culture, <laughs> it is nice to have somewhere that you, as you say, you'll go there, you'll there'll always be at least one or two, kind of more often than not, several more Seven. than that, mm-hmm. yeah, um, of your classmates and somewhere that you know that you can just go hang out and, and decompress, you know, after an interview or, you know, class that day. Uh, yeah, it's a great spot for us and something that is literally a, a stone's throw away from Michelle. So I've enjoyed spending time at Cyprus. But Thomas, you know, what stood out to you? Yeah, I think just like these meaningful like relationships that you form while you're here. I mean, there's people that, you know, I didn't know that I would be friends with them at the first day of school. And as you just get to know people over time, you just form these really amazing bonds. And it's just so great to like promo said if you're having a rough week you know you kind of commiserate together as a class because there's probably someone who feels the same way you do in that moment i always like to say that the worst week of business school is probably better than any week out there in the real world but it depends on your job but i just think that uh, if you can have that really positive attitude and support network that sheller offers you're you're going to get through this first semester and you're going to hardly believe that it's been three months since you started so it's been a fantastic ride so far it certainly has and in that vein what are you guys most looking forward to next semester dubai i think we're both pumped to go on our international practicum haven't done a lot of international travel with the pandemic so i'm really hoping we can do this and excited for the projects there yeah i'm looking forward to going with you it's going to be a blast you know take our podcast experience with us now um (laughs) i'm definitely looking forward to getting an internship right don't panic right everyone's running their own race you got this thomas so we'll get there one day at a time absolutely well i wish i signed up for the dubai practicum now but um I mean, a little bit too late, but uh, well, I'll have to hear the stories when you guys get back. But that will be an amazing experience for you guys. And, you know, there's not just Dubai that you can go to. It's a fantastic offer that Georgia Tech do here where you can go work with a business for a whole semester, really, isn't it? Where you're working remotely for them on an important project, but then you get to go out and spend a week, you know, meeting with them, but also enjoying some of the sites and, and culture where that company's based. So I know for our international practicums this year, it's Dubai, which obviously you guys uh, have signed up to. You're going to have an, an awesome time, I know, but we've also got the Nordics, Portugal and Japan. 
and these rotate every single year so it's a it's an amazing opportunity open to both first and second years and i think it's something that once I'm, I hear the tales next semester, I think it's something that I will be definitely signing up to do in my second year. So I will look forward to that. Paroma and Thomas, thank you so much for taking part and sharing the highlights of your MBA story so far. Enjoy the last couple of weeks of term here. Good luck for the finals. Um, and, you know, make sure that you enjoy the winter break ahead. And, you know, I'm sure you'll agree there is plenty to look forward to as well as we head into the next semester. Absolutely, mate. Crack on, <laughs> as you like to say. <laughs> Thanks so much, Leo. So happy to be here. Oh, well, it's a pleasure, guys. And, you know, as we look forward to the next semester, we'll be back on the intersection next time as well um, with a great episode on the executive MBA program available here at Georgia Tech. So look forward to hearing more about that myself and finding out, you know, what that really good offer is there for people who don't want to do a full time MBA, but are particularly looking to expand their leadership skills um, as part of their portfolio of executive skills as they continue their careers. But in the meantime, guys, thank you again and happy holidays. Go Jackets. Thank you.